Well, hello there, fellow human beings. Uh, did you miss me? It is your boy, Keith Cork, and it is time for another episode of NBA DFS Today by Sports Ethos. I am still dealing with a cough, so if I do pause for a few minutes here, uh, realize that it is because I'm trying to clear whatever crud has been sitting in my lungs for the last week. If you hear some wheezing, that's also probably me as well. Um, happened to get hit by this respiratory illness, as well as uh, the flu, influenza A. Uh, so PSA, do you get your flu shot? I didn't this year for the first time in, gosh knows how long, five, six years. And uh, yeah, look where it got me. It got me on my back for like three straight days, um, unable to breathe or get up or anything. But that's not what, what you're here for. What you are here for is some DFS goodies. And I'm going to try to deliver to you guys. Um, obviously... This is the big pre-Xmas Eve 15 game every team in the whole league plays slate. Because why not? That's fun. Um, not my favorite thing in the world. As you all know, I prefer <laughs> a third of this slate. This is three times as many as I want to control. What I'm doing is I'm entering single entries and that's it. Uh, you know, a couple single entries. One one on DraftKings, one on, on FanDuel. I'll you know up my my buy-in a little bit and uh, make it a little interesting, but I don't want to babysit a bunch of lineups with, with all of this news that's going to be dropping here in the next 24 hours. Uh, and with that being said, also, I'm not going to waste your time and, and give you like a two-hour-long episode about <laughs> 15 games when things are sure to absolutely change between now and uh, tip-off. So, uh, pardon me one second. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, Things are sort of sure to change, so this is just, just really going to be a zoom through, uh, taking a look, uh, just a brief look at each of these games, and just kind of what, uh, on the surface level, I'm looking at uh, here. And if you want more insights, deeper insights, go ahead and get that uh, DFS Pass or the Ethos 360 subscription from sportsethos.com, and uh, you can go ahead and get access to that. DFS Pass only 5 bucks a month, guys. 5 bucks a month. $5. Dollars, $5 a month. Uh, okay. Orlando at Indiana is the first game here on the slate. And it's an interesting one, but we don't know if Halliburton's playing. So, you know, can't give you much on the uh, Indiana side. But this is most likely a game that I'll have um, at least a piece or two in when it's all said and done. Uh, well, maybe not. I mean, there's no guarantees there. But right now, I really do have... I do have Ben Caro uh, in my lineup here. I think, you know, Paula Ben Caro... Uh, this is a good game, uh, nice game. This is this is a, a beatable team for this Orlando Magic team um, in the Pacers, and Bancaro has to show up and play well for that to happen. I know it's mostly been Franz Wagner uh, doing the damage here for the Magic, and I think a lot of people are probably going to be on him, and, and that's that's fine. I think he's also a really good play as well at 7,800, 800. But I'm looking at Bancaro 8,100. A little priced up here, so I'm thinking the ownership will be down a little bit. And that's the edge we're looking for. Now, I will say on a 15-game slate and a single entry, uh, ownership's not all that important. But for me, um, I just feel like Bancaro um, is the alpha. He has to be the alpha for the Orlando Magic um, to be hugely successful. And we've seen big games out of both of these guys, Ben Caro and, and Franz Wagner. So it wouldn't surprise me if either of them goes off. So um, they're both good plays. I've got Ben Caro. You want, you want Wagner. That's fine. I'm not really looking down roster. 
uh, on this huge slate here. Uh, any of these guys, um, you know, just too much uncertainty with Orlando. Uh, you know, at the center position, can't, can't go to Goga anymore. Um, Wendell Carter Jr. is getting some minutes, but, you know, is he, is he fully back? Is he not? We don't know. On the Indiana side, you know, I think I mentioned already, but Halliburton is questionable, which is a huge one. If he doesn't go, uh, you know, obviously we can look at guys. Uh, we can look at T.J. McConnell for sure. Um, we can look at Andrew Nimbard at 4,300. That'd be a nice play as well. We can look at Ben Dick Matherin, 6,200, as he'll have to shoulder, shoulder some more of the offensive workload. Now, Orlando does slow the pace a bit, so, you know, it does um, mute some of the interest here in the Pacers, guys. But uh, even so, they uh, have an efficient offense. One of them, you know, the most efficient offense in the NBA at times. They've been struggling a little bit here. Uh, of late and losing some some ball games here, but um, we've seen them have a very efficient offense. So uh, you know, still got interested in, in up and down this roster. Really, you know, even a guy like an Obi Toppin at fifty four hundred is a dice roll that I wouldn't you know be totally against taking. Uh, again, if if Halliburton is out, if Halliburton's in, uh, I do think this is uh, not a fade on the Pacers. I think you can play some of these pieces, but it, it's it loses a lot of its appeal. Uh, and, and I think you probably go Halliburton and then just kind of cut it off at that point. But he is 10-6, and I, I'm trying not to spend up on anybody on this slate because there's so many pieces uh, of games that I do want. Uh, all right, Denver Nuggets at Charlotte Hornets is the next game here. And, uh, you know, obviously, let, let's just talk about one guy here in this game, and the only one that really matters, which is Nikola Jokic at 11-3. And I wanted to kind of segue into that because I just talked about you know not wanting to spend up on any single player. I just don't think you're going to be able to get to Nikola Jokic unless, uh, well, who knows, you know, maybe at this point tomorrow, uh, well, at this point tomorrow the games will, will be done, but, um, you know, tomorrow before tip-off maybe we're getting uh, some news here that opens up, you know, a bunch of $3,000, $4,000 guys that are all going to be able to be, you know, chalk in our lineups. If that happens, then yeah, Nikola Jokic Absolutely should be on your radar. He's going against the, the worst team against the center position. Um, you know, Nuggets are going to get a day off just like everybody else on, on Christmas Eve, so they have no incentive to really take it easy or sit, guys. Uh, just just go out there and win the game. Um, there's obviously blowout potential, which would be a big bummer. Um, but even in a blowout, you know, Nikola Jokic does not need uh, 40 minutes <laughs> to do a whole lot of damage against the Charlotte Hornets. So. Uh, I do like Jokic. I, I get the feeling that maybe they're going to sit some guys anyways, even though there's no, you know, game after on that day after because it's the Hornets. The Hornets are, are just terrible right now. Um, so we'll have to keep our eye on that. But, but yeah, Nikola Jokic is definitely in my list of players that we're, we're looking at here. Houston Pelicans, uh, no thoughts really. Um, nobody here really stood out to me in pricing uh, or, or anything like that. Um, nothing really jumps out to me about this matchup. Rockets are in a back-to-back. I don't believe the Pelicans are. I know the Rockets played. I don't believe the Pelicans did. Um, but even so, uh, even if they did, which, uh, double-check real quick, I don't think they did. Uh, but even if they had, um, you know, I still just don't see a whole lot here, um, to like. So, uh, just a skip for me. I mean, it's a 15-game slate. You're going to have to... You're not going to get a piece of every single game. If you played one person from every game, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You could hit eight. So seven games, you would have to have nobody in it. 
so you know start eliminating those 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 games because <laughs> uh, it, it's pretty easy to do that. Uh, Utah at Toronto. That's an, this is an interesting one, but ultimately I think this is also a fade from me. Um, you know, against Toronto, I do like to target the centers going against Toronto uh, because of the lack of size. I've said over and over and over again this podcast. And uh, Walker Kessler's not that dude, though. Not that dude in many ways for us. I know um, season long we're pretty ticked at him as well. Not performing up to what we had expected when we drafted him so early. And um, he's just not that scoring center, the guy that's going to go dominate a, guy, a team like the Raptors. So I, I just I don't see a real angle here to play that's going to make me comfortable playing any of these pieces here. Uh, Markin's going to be healthy. Uh, Sexton's going to be in. Clarkson may or may not be in. We don't know yet, but even so, um, just don't, you know, with the pricing that, that these guys have, I just don't see anything that's jumping out to me there. Uh, on the Toronto side, though, uh, I do have some interest here. I, I have some interest here um, pretty heavily in Sir Scotty Barnes at 8500 You know, it just you're going against Utah. Utah is not playing good defense uh, this season at all. Um, they're giving up a lot of points. Barnes has the ball in his hands a whole heck of a lot. And the Raptors, I, I would be targeting the Raptors on this slate because the Raptors are hungry for a win. Um, let's see, how many games in the row have the Raptors lost here? I'm not sure off the top of my head. But I do know that they are. Uh, they did lose tonight to the Sixers. It's a back-to-back. Uh, they've lost two in a row. Three of their last four they've lost. Um, and then they, have four, they had a four-game losing streak. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, seven of their last nine. They have uh, lost as well with two wins against the Hawks and Hornets uh, mixed in there. So, uh, you know, been a, been a pretty bad slide here for the 11 and 17 uh, Raptors. They want to win. They need a win. Marketing's playing in this one, so it should still be a, a relatively competitive game. So the Raptors would be a team that I would have circled on, on my slate for sure. And, uh, yeah, it all starts with Scotty Barnes. So Scotty Barnes, I, I think I definitely want him as uh, one of my studs here at 8,500 in my lineup. But you can get guys like OG Anobi at 6,100. Uh, maybe even a Dennis Schroeder at 6,100. Not super enthralled with the Pascal Siakam at 7,900. But I could see the argument. I mean, the, the, I just made the argument for you is that, you know, they want to win this game. You know, maybe Pascal uh, gets that usage uh, as opposed to, to Scotty because Scotty's in a foul trouble or um, they just decide to go with him, you know, a little bit more in this game for whatever reason. Um, Gary Trent Jr. is another guy that jumps out 4,700 uh, just because he can shoot the lights out of the ball and that's exactly what they need. Not really feeling a precious Achua game in this one either, so I would kind of limit it to those guys. But, you know, I do think these are guys that you need to be really heavily considering just based on where the Raptors are in the standings, what they're trying to do, and the fact that it's probably going to be still a pretty competitive game. Um, let me see what the, uh, I think the spread was something like 8.5 or something like that. Um, but it was a uh, pretty decently close spread. Um, 8.5 actually isn't, isn't that close. Uh, let me see here. The Raptors and Jazz. Uh, there we go. 5.5 points. That's better. So 5.5 point spread in favor of the Raptors, but that's still pretty close. I actually put a bet on that. I believe at minus five somewhere on a sports book. So uh, anyways, uh, there's my thoughts there. Uh, Memphis at Atlanta is an interesting one as well. And look, I mean, you know, John Morant, uh, usually not uh, super into playing him, but any team going against the Hawks gets a boost, and Morant is that dude. He's 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 their savior. That's the way they view them, view him. 
Excuse me one second. Sorry about that, guys. All right. Uh, John Morant, yeah, he is, he is the, uh, you know, they view him as a savior. Uh, first game back, he's, he's hitting game winners for them. You know, boom, let's go. We've turned this thing around. We're starting to win now. I think they, they won the last one as well, so I think they've won both games uh, since he's been back, if I recall correctly. Uh, I don't think I'm making that up. But anyways, um, so, you know, I, I would definitely be looking at Ja. Uh, you know, he's a little bit too priced up for me to to want to go to him that's the only problem because um yeah they've won two there so they've won the two since he's returned um yeah i just you know he's nine seven almost 10k the most expensive guy i have in my roster right now is scotty barnes at 8500 there's so many guys in that you know six to seven k range that i just want to roster it's just gonna be tough for me to get to, to a guy like john morant um and maybe it burns me. Maybe John Morant goes off for 65, 70 DK points, uh, 80 DK points. He's got that ability for sure. Um, you know, do, do I think it's a, a, a probable? No, I think it's possible, though. Um, I just, I can't really get behind. I mean, Jaron Jackson Jr. at 7,800 is kind of interesting also. But again, just the pricing. You know, you've got to really... Um, there's a dichotomy here, right? There's like there's three really high priced guys in the Memphis Grizzlies. Everyone else is just kind of in the doldrums. So uh, probably not going to end up with any of these guys. But I do I do have some interest there. I think they're you know definitely going to be my player pool uh, if I can get around to affording them because some value opens up. Uh, on the Atlanta side, um, you know same kind of situation. Ninety eight hundred for Trey, just just too expensive. I, I I do like him here in this in this matchup for sure. Um. DeJounte not really feeling him honestly in this one too much. Uh I like Bogdan Bogdanovich at 6700 I like Shadik Bay at uh, 6100 So, you know, there's some options here on both sides of the ball. It's just the pricing that's kind of turning me off from them. So I didn't end up with any of these guys here in my lineup, but um but I will say that uh but I will say it's a, it's a game that I'll, I'll be, you know, keeping tabs on and, and keeping those guys Close to me in case uh, you know somebody does open up. Uh, Detroit at Brooklyn also interests me. It's got to interest the world. It's got to interest all of the NBA community uh, because the Detroit Pistons have lost twenty five in a row. This is the one. Uh, yeah, I believe if they lose this one, they tie the record of twenty six in a row, which is done by two different teams. Um, kind of a who cares record. Um, you know, losing teams are losing teams. No, nobody really gives crap. Um, I think it'd be interesting if a team lost like fifty in a row. That would be pretty uh, newsworthy and interesting. Excuse me, one second, guys. But you know, I in my heart of hearts, I hope that doesn't happen. Um, but this is an interesting game. Uh, on the Detroit side, I do have some interest here in Bojan Bogdanovic. Um, think people will be off of him after he's been pretty quiet here uh, of late. You know, he had a big kind of first game back, and then, uh, you know. Kind of first couple of games back, and then kind of fell off a bit. Had another nice game, and then just you know, kind of trudging along there. Um, but he is capable of putting up some really big scoring numbers, getting a lot of scoring opportunity, uh, as he should on this Detroit team that re- really needs his offensive, uh, you know, abilities here. But um, still working his way back, you know, um, from an injury. So we know it takes a while, especially for older guys to kind of get to that point. So maybe he's at that point now where he's able to move the way that he wants to move, um, kind of hitting a groove, hopefully. 
Um, so I do have some interest there. I didn't end up with him, you know, inserted into my lineup, but um, but he is an interesting guy to look at for sure. Uh, on the Brooklyn side, um, you know, yeah, I think any of these guys, uh, if we're if we're going to go ahead and say that um, Detroit's going to you know give a care care at all and try to win this game, I think you have to interest up and down this roster. But um, to me, the guy that stood out the most is is Nicholas Claxton. Who's still just sixty six hundred, which um, you know that that price tag alone just kind of jumped out to me, and I'm like, what? Um, and, and you know, he does have some quiet games in, in the mid twenties, but um, generally speaking, he plays a, a team that's not very good. He uh, ends up having a pretty pretty nice game, uh, and you know, the Detroit Pistons are are not very good, <laughs> um, and they also don't have their starting center. Uh, they're Maybe going to be without Isaiah Stewart. I think he's questionable, if I believe, uh, in this one. And, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. He's healthy. But either way, <laughs> um, <coughs> excuse me, I am not super impressed with uh, with Beef Stew. I've never been super impressed with Beef Stew. Um, so I do like me some Nicholas Claxton, 6,600. He's probably my top play here uh, from Brooklyn, one of the guys I'm probably locking in here early uh, until things change and, and maybe I do slip him out. But, um, Cam Johnson, 6,000 was another guy that I'd, I'd looked at. I'm always going to look at Cam Johnson. People continue to sleep on him and his ability to score the basketball at a, at a very high level. So, um, those two guys are, are probably my tops, but yeah, Mikael Bridges, you want to go that route? I, I don't blame you. Uh, Cam Thomas has been quiet recently, but he gets the Pistons here. Um, and man, that is a juicy, juicy, juicy matchup. So, uh, 7,400, um, you know. Maybe I swap as I'm looking now. Maybe I swap uh, him in and, and Scotty Barnes out and save me 1100 and go spend that up somewhere else, uh, so I can actually get a decent guy into my uh, my flex spot here. So, uh, you know, uh, I think that there are definitely some uh, interesting guys on this roster, and uh, those are the ones I like. So there you go. Uh, just real quick before I do move on, guys, to the last uh, four games on the slate here. Mm, and uh, and I do apologize. Uh, I should say this is a one, two, three, four, five. Uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, this is a ten game slate. Um, so they're doing a two early, ten, uh, ten mid, and then two late game, uh, split there. Um, so sorry, still getting back in the swing of things, guys. So you got gotta bear with me here. I know I was out for several days there. Um, but uh, but yeah, they're doing a two a two game early slate, a ten game main slate, and a two game late late slate. And uh, I'm talking just about the ten game, um, main slate. So. It's a 10-gamer. Um, anywho, uh, let's move on here. Uh, before I do move on, I want to talk about, uh, you know, Sports Ethos, uh, the NBA fantasy team over there, um, you know, releasing daily content uh, that's being very, it's been very, very helpful for me in all my leagues. Dynasty, Redraft, uh, Roto, head-to-head, whatever it is, there are people there to answer my questions, your questions, anyone's questions. I provide my insights every week. Uh, as part of a uh, just Discord thread that you uh, get access to. Dan Bespris does, this as, does that as well. I'm sure you all know who Dan Bez is because he is one of the top dogs in fantasy. Uh, I'm in a Roto League with him. He is beating me currently. He's in second. Dano, hopefully you're listening out there. But uh, I'm catching up. I, I, I've uh, moved up to fifth, I want to say, in that league. And uh, I, I'm soaring, baby. I'm rising like uh, some some nice bread. Give me that bread. Uh, okay. Lakers and Thunder. 
this is an interesting one also. Uh, you know, kind of an up-and-coming team against, uh, you know, the Lakers, who are an older team. Um, but these are both very, very solid teams. Uh, I would project them as playoff teams, both of them, which is uh, interesting for the Thunder and not so interesting for the Lakers. But the Lakers have been on a little bit of a slide of, of late, haven't been playing their best. They've been banged up. Um, I will say that Anthony Davis and LeBron James are questionable. They always are. So it doesn't really mean anything to anybody. Uh, but James did sit the last game. I would assume he plays in this one. Uh, Anthony Davis is dealing with that ankle injury. You know, he uh, re-injured it against my Bulls. And uh, seems to have been able to play through it so far. But it wouldn't surprise me if he took a, a game off. So, you know, it, it's hard to judge the Lakers right now this early in the game. Because we just don't know. Um, who of their, you know, primary guys is going to be in or out. Uh, if those guys are in, you know, 10-7 to 10-5 for, for uh, Davis and James respectively, I've said it, I've said it before, I'm going to stick to it. It's just I can't spend up that much on a guy, so I'm probably not going to end up with any Lakers, honestly, um, because it kind of stops at, the production kind of stops at, I mean, and, and Austin Reeves is 8200 which is just ridiculously too, too expensive to me. I, I don't understand how he's that expensive um you know he's had some nice games but but come on people what, what are we doing here so um yeah i'm not i'm not gonna touch any lakers most likely anyways uh on the okc side uh you know 10-3 for shea um you know if you, if you got the money yeah i like it go for it um chet holmgren's interesting but against anthony davis that's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting game to watch not necessarily an interesting game to play in dfs because i just don't um, you know, it, it's a tough, uh, tough matchup here for everybody on the, on the Thunder because the Lakers are a solid, solid defensive team. So, uh, so next, we're just going to skip that one. I don't even know why I talked that much about that one. Uh, Cleveland at Chicago. Now, this one we do have to talk about, not just because I'm a Bulls fan, but because uh, Diamond Mitchell's already been ruled out. Um, start up your trade machines and your wild speculation all you want. I don't know, don't care. Uh, well, I do care. But uh, don't know anything, no credible, you know, trade rumors just yet. think he really is dealing with, uh, I think it was an illness. Yeah, an illness. Look, <coughs> you're talking, <coughs> as I cough, <coughs> to a guy that just had a terrible, terrible illness uh, that cut me uh, sidelined <laughs> for three days from even having to get up and go to my computer. I can't imagine doing anything as physical as playing a basketball game. So, uh, yeah, Donovan Mitchell, uh, going to be out for this one. Garland, of course, out. Evan Mobley out uh, for an extended period of time. Both those guys, but Garland probably back sooner than Mobley, but but they're both out for the next few weeks at least. So, um, you know, Jared Allen at 7,300. I, I could see people going there. I, I got no problem with it. It's not my favorite play in the world, but could see people going there. Karis LeVert, I would love going back to him here. He's just a little too pricey. There's other guys that are just, you know, maybe uh, maybe at the same price or, or 100 or a couple hundred dollars cheaper that... I'm like, you know, they've got similar floors and, and ceilings, and I just trust them a little bit more. Excuse me, I, I got to pause one second here. Sorry about that again, guys. Um, but yeah, I, I you know, I could see them. I could see Karis Levert being, um, having a, a just a huge scoring day, but he, he had his mints held in check in the last one because it was just a blowout, and um, the Cavs are having a hard time sticking in games and competing um, you know, without Donovan Mitchell and, and Garland and, and Mobley, without their three of their five starting 
uh, players, which is no surprise. So, um, you know, Levert, uh, I had him in there. The one guy I will say that uh, produces reliably and we can pretty much rely on set our, set our watch to is Max Struess at 6,200. So I, I do love some Max Struess here. I think Max Struess is a very solid play. So, uh, and his price has come down a little bit, I believe. And I know it was up in the 6,600 or so range. Uh, yeah, 6,900. Wow, on the last slate. And now it's come down $700. Um, and I don't really know why. I mean, he, you know, he had 23.75 DK points on the last one. I, a string of, of pretty, you know, subpar games, but he's also had subpar shooting. And we know shooters, they get hot and they get cold. He was 2 of 12 from 3 in the last one, but he shot 12 threes. 12 threes. Um, he did shoot 6 of 12 from threes in the one prior to that, and he only put up oh about 30 DK points, 29.5 DK points. So um, it's not like he's a smash, smash play, but I do think he's a very, very reliable play um, with a, cons- not, I wouldn't say considerable, but a nice um, upside as well if his shot does fall. So uh, outside of that, though, you know, Craig Porter Jr., 5,700. Um, it's a tough defense in the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls have been playing really, really solid defense. So that kind of limits my, you know, interest in all of the, the Cavs to, to some degree. But uh, the one that kind of rises above that was Max Struess. So, uh, you know, these other pieces, you know, you can take some stabs at them, but I find them a little bit more risky. Uh, on the Bulls side, I didn't end up with anybody, but I do think... Uh, you know, if I wanted to mention somebody on that side, it would be Nikola Vucevic at 8,100. I think people will sleep on him because, uh, you know, typically Cleveland is a powerhouse on the defensive end with their two bigs in, in Mobley and, and uh, Jared Allen. But without Mobley there, uh, Jared Allen's kind of been, and he's been pretty pretty exposed, I would say. And uh, I think Vuce can, Vuce can get there for us. So 8,100 for Vuce would be a go from me. Uh, and I'm going to try to probably get him, well, we'll see. I've been doing single entries, so I want to be a little bit more careful. But if I can get to him, uh, he's definitely in my uh, my player pool there. All right, Spurs at the Dallas Mavericks. Now, this is an interesting game as well. Um, not really on the Spurs side because the Spurs uh, stink and they have other guys. But on the Dallas side, we need to keep our eye out because uh, we don't know with Luka Doncic being rolled out uh, kind of late with that quad injury, if that's going to affect him for his availability for this one. They are playing the Spurs, so maybe that factors in. They say, ah, oh, we can beat beat them without the Spurs. Now, if you look, watch them tonight, <laughs> and it's a back-to-back for the for the Mavericks, but if you watch them tonight, and, and that's another reason I think probably Luka does play. Uh, and if he does, 11-7, I mean, it's just the, the price is astronomical. Um, you know, would you go Luka or would you go Nikola Jokic? against the the Hornets. Man, both of those options are fantastic. They're similarly priced. That is a really tough call. And, uh, you know, I do think people will get to that um, point at some point. They'll get to that that question at some point, that kind of crossroads, because, um, you know, we're going to guarantee, with 15 games, uh, or I guess it's just 10, with 10 games on the uh, main slate here, we are going to get some injury news that's going to open up some value for us to go ahead and grab. So, uh, you know, it, it's an interesting one for sure. Um, I think the Mavericks, uh, if they do have Luka back, Luka is an interesting guy. Um, I think I probably would go... I would probably go Luka um, over over uh, uh, Jokic. Um, just because 
the Mavericks really need him. I mean, we just saw tonight how absolutely terrible they were um, with the B squad here, led by Tim Hardaway Jr., who's now $7,000 in salary. I'm not paying that, even if Luka doesn't play for Tim Hardaway Jr. He's just going to shoot a lot of threes and probably miss a lot of threes because that's just usually what happens if he does hit them. I mean, the ceiling's high, but the floor is just so, so low. And um, on this giant slate, I just don't. That's just going to bury you. I just can't can't go that route. Um, you know, some other guys, I mean, yeah, you can look at some guys like uh, Derek Jones Jr., Grant Williams, um, very hit or miss, very spotty. But if they do hit for you, uh, you know, Dante Exum, it looks like questionable for this one. But um, if they do hit for you, then uh, usually it's very, very good. So, um, you know, take stabs at those guys. But... Uh, if Exum's out, gives him a little bit of boost also. Um, you know, you could look at a guy like Seth Curry also if uh, Exum continues to be out. He saw 18 minutes against the Rockets, but again, it was just such a bad game and such a big blowout. He was 0 of 7 from the field, which is uh, that's nuts as well. So uh, Now, if they do sit everybody, uh, some of the guys that we saw go off, uh, Olivier Maxwell Prosper. Um, I, yeah, I believe I said, yeah, I said that right, uh, I think. And uh, he had a really nice game against the Rockets. Um, garbage time special. I wouldn't take anything into it. But, you know, that's what you get here again with the Spurs, uh, which it's the Spurs. So it's, it's even better. I, I just It's just such a weird situation. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and assume Luka plays. And, and he's really the only guy I'm looking at then if that's the situation. Um, Portland at Golden State Warriors is the last game here on the docket. And uh, I tried really hard to find somebody on the Portland side that I'm like, oh, yeah, I could see. And I'm just like, I just, I can't, you know. I like to target um, the Warriors, but I just can't find anybody here that I can just trust. Like, you know, um, maybe Jeremy Grant at 7,400. We've been targeting, you know, some forwards um, since they don't have Draymond Green, their their star, you know, defending forward there. So, yeah. you know, Jamie Grant 7400 is probably the one guy I'd be like, okay, maybe I could take a stab at him, but I just don't feel that confident about it. On the Warriors side, we've seen some of these young guys really uh, step up. And, you know, first and foremost, it all starts with uh, Trace Jackson Davis. And with Trace Jackson Davis, what you're getting is you're getting a whole boatload of athleticism. And, uh, you know, he had 15 points, three assists, a block. Uh, no, I'm sorry, 10 points, 15 rebounds, 3 assists, a block uh, against the Wizards. Of course, it's the Wizards. But now they're playing the Portland Trailblazers, which is a, a, another really good uh, game here. Uh, and, and this kid does have a lot of lists. And only one block in this one, but he had 3 in the game before that. Uh, we've seen some really uh, highlight reel dunks, or highlight reel blocks out of him, uh, you know, so far this season. And uh, so I, I would definitely take some stabs at uh, G- TJD, uh, Trace Jackson Davis. Uh, Pajemski is another guy, Brandon Pajemski. Um, and I hope I'm saying that right as well. I believe I am, but uh, he's another guy I've, I've been pretty high on here last, uh, I would say, week, week or two. I picked him up in a, a road league at least one. So, um, you know, he is another guy that uh, is getting you know, plenty of shot volume, um, assists, rebounds, getting some steals. He's recorded a steal in. Uh, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight games. 
um, which is really nice to see, obviously. So uh, he's another guy I would look at as well. He's at 6,300. So, you know, again, these guys are all, you know, and Trace Jackson's at 5,000. So these guys are all kind of in that 5 to 7K range. And there's there's a lot of them on the slate where I'm like, okay, I, I could definitely uh, rock with this dude. So uh, so I do like me some some uh, Pajemski, some Trace Jackson. Uh, you know, if you want to go to, you know, Curry or, or, or Thompson, I get it. Uh, Curry's 9,600, so, you know, my stance there. But Thompson's 7,200, so that's not too bad. Uh, you could have him as one of your kind of pseudo-stars in, in a build like mine. Um, and I wouldn't mind that. That would be okay. Uh, I could see that that working out for you. I was a little, you know, I was on Chris Paul because, you know, Chris Paul had uh, some really good games with uh, Draymond Green out last time. But um, he hasn't really taken off yet, so I, I don't know if I can buy into that theory anymore. So um, Dario Sarch at 4,700 is another guy. Uh, you know, wouldn't say he's the safest guy at all. Um, not even the highest ceiling guy, probably. But he is a guy um, that's a little bit cheaper uh, if you need to save some 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 dough there. So uh, those are the guys I'd be looking at in that scenario. Uh, all right, guys, that is that is the kind of short list of guys I've got circled here uh, early on. Hopefully you agree, or or if you disagree, uh, don't really care. Just let me know. Uh, well, I do care. I want I want to hear it. Uh, let me know. Uh, I'm on Twitter at, at EthosKeith. Uh, you can also follow the show at EthosDFS. Um, you know, at EthosFantasyBK is our fantasy basketball content. That's a great you know place for resources as well. You'll get all the up-to-the-minute news with all of our blurbs that we write every single day for these guys, um, just for you guys. And, um, you know, the team does incredible work there, so you guys really should be following that. Uh, we're often faster than the competition. Uh, but even if we're not faster, we are more insightful uh, than any of the other guys. Like, uh, uh, names redacted. I'm not going to go ahead and name names. But uh, other news feeds you may be following. So, until next time, everybody. Hey, go get that money.